Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today we're speaking with Chasen. I first found Chasen on TikTok. He posted like a little snippet of his chorus to his new song, Real, and I have been hooked ever since. He is on fire right now. And like I said, real is crazy good. I've actually been listening to it nonstop. There's a vocoder chorus that is genuinely so addicting. But yeah, the track is actually having quite a moment right now, thanks to TikTok. It has over 150,000 streams in its very short life. And this serves just as the second release from Chasen. So I'm excited to learn more about what the future holds for him. But before I get him on the line, you've listened to the podcast before, you know the drill. First, I'm going to let you know that Chasen's lovely face can be seen on the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now, and you can hear Real streaming at the very top of the playlist. While you're checking it out, feel free to rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, I know it's really corny to ask, but the more five-star ratings we get, the Music You're Missing podcast, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted or front-paged, which in turn gives these amazing artists more exposure. I also got to let you know that I got some free stuff courtesy of BeatStars. BeatStars is the world's number one digital music marketplace to buy and sell beats. BeatStars allows music creators to sell their products worldwide from beats, loops, and sound kits to vocals, lyrics, graphic design, and video editing, you name it. Dozens of top charting songs from the past few years were made on BeatStars or created by BeatStars producers, including the literal longest running number one song ever, Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. So whether you're an independent artist, singer, songwriter, rapper, A&R, or label, there are millions of beats available to you on BeatStars in any genre or style. You can also distribute your music through BeatStars, making this a great all-in-one platform. And now here's where the free stuff comes in. BeatStars is free to use for beginners, but BeatStars is hooking our listeners up. Music You're Missing listeners can get a free one-month premium subscription to open their own virtual music store by going to BeatStars.com MYM and using the code MYMFREE. Again, that's BeatStars.com MYM and the code is MYMFREE. You can also find the link in our link tree, which can be found on our Instagram at Music You're Missing. And now without further ado, I'm so happy to bring you Chasen on Music You're Missing. How's it going, dude? Hey, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing wonderful. Where are you calling from right now? I'm calling you from L.A. Nice. So I actually just moved out to L.A. for the summer. Um, I go to school in Nashville, Tennessee. So I got one more year of school. Where do you go? Uh, It's called Belmont. I knew you were going to say that. Do you major in like (laughs) songwriting? Uh, Audio engineering. Cool, cool. That's so So, funny. I know a bunch of people that went there mostly for songwriting, but yeah, a few people in audio engineering and they always have great things to say about the school. Yeah, it's a it's a great school. Um, I'm you know I'm not the biggest fan of learning how to record country bands because that's kind of what my degree is. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's a lot of uh, like live audio stuff. So I'm you know I love to spend most of my free time like producing and you know kind of making the stuff like you you've heard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know I got one more year. I was deciding, oh, should I stick with it? Um, because you know I came out to LA and some cool stuffs happened out here. Yeah, of course. Um, but you know I'm going back. I I got to finish. 
honestly, that's a that's a good choice. It's so hard to make that decision. And I feel like I, I'm at Berkeley for grad school. And when you're oh, in cool. music school, everyone always says like, you know, the goal is to to drop out uh, so that you can pursue your career. But at the end yeah. of the day, you know, a, a degree certainly doesn't hurt. Um, and, you know, you still yeah. have one more year of learning left to do. Totally. So how's L.A. for you? How's the how's the shift? Definitely different cultures. It's, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, I think it's been pretty great. I think anything you do, if you surround yourself with the right people, it's going to be awesome. And yeah. so actually, um, I'm at a house right now. Uh, eight other people live here and they're all like creatives. And uh, most of them work for this company called Live2. And uh, it was actually started by a guy who's a senior at USC. So like me and him are the same age. Um, and I had been following his name is McLean. I'd been following his TikTok and their videos for probably almost like three years now. Right when the pandemic hit, they started making these videos or he would make these videos where he would find an artist with under a thousand monthly listeners. And he would be like secretly make a whole video about them and then post it saying, hey, this artist is amazing. And, you know, they, these songs would get half a million streams overnight. Crazy yeah. stuff. I mean, insane stuff. And so he was really starting to figure out TikTok and, oh my gosh, you know, there's these artists that are incredible, but they don't have the means of, you know, portraying themselves on social media and being, you know, an influencer because mm -hmm. today you kind of have to be both. Um, and so that's kind of how his whole uh, company and brand started. And so I was a huge fan of his. Um, and, you know, I shot him DMs. I never got an answer. Um, they put up this video saying, hey, if you make a video on TikTok and you know, tell us why you want to come perform at one of the events we do, like, we'll fly you out. And so, you know, I'd spent all night making this video. Um, and this was probably a year and a half, two years ago. And it didn't really do it didn't really do anything crazy. But it was enough for him to be like, hey, man, that was cool. I'm gonna send you my number. Um, nice. So yeah. And so a year after that, this and this is earlier this year, I ended up sending him a couple demos that I had. Um, and I could tell you my story in a bit. But basically, I was I was in the hospital from like January until about April. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of out for the count, Yeah. like just, uh, you know, kind of by myself for a long time. I was in Arizona actually. Um, and he, right when I got out, gave me a call and he's like, dude, we accidentally opened these and they're amazing. Like they like <laughs> hyped me up so much. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. And they listened to them and they're like, can you move out here for the summer? And so it was a really cool experience. So I'm here now, uh, living with these guys. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. So we're, I'm just working on my artist project and then, you know, we make TikToks and all that. You've probably seen a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been cool. And what's great is that there's just a bunch of nerdy music kids here. So I feel <laughs> right at home. It's been great. That's so interesting. So is it because of this house that we kind of went the the way we did with Real on TikTok? I mean, to be honest with you, I've always been kind of the contenty type. I mean, I love like doing like public stunts and you know, just kind of making fun <laughs> oh, videos. Public stunts like flips and <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh wait. Oh, you just you just have to wait. You just have to wait until I tell you about what we're doing next week. Oh it's shit. Crazy. It's crazy. So to be honest with you, the promo for real has just started. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So because why not? I mean why why not give it everything we got? Um so yeah, but I mean I make a lot of videos, but what's cool is that the guys here are like let's all go do it. And so, you know, we we're for the real thing, we were playing it in different locations and 
my buddy McLean, who started Live Two, is in the ocean, like waist deep in water, like holding his iPhone above the ocean. I don't know if you saw that video, oh, yeah. but I'm no, like, I did. you know, on the beach, he's deep in the water. There's, there's all these gross bugs crawling through the sand. I don't know <laughs> what they're called, but like they're the nasty ones that come out at night. Yeah, yeah. And so I was standing there and I had thousands crawling up my leg. I was like, oh, I don't like this. And McLean's like such a, a mountain I don't even know. He's like, he, you know, he lives outside. He never wears shoes. And so he was loving it, but I hated it. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, I mean, the the risk was definitely worth the reward of the shot. I can totally. tell you that much. 100%. It was so fun. Yeah. I mean, that was so sick. Was that like your first? Well, actually, let's bring it back to, you know, your health journey. Obviously, you kind of sure. gained traction sharing such your such a vulnerable story on the platform. Was this your kind of first moment for your music? Yeah, I mean, I was never, I don't know, it was, it was kind of interesting because I was making music TikToks, but it was never super serious. It was more just kind of fun, like, oh, I'm in the studio, let me post this. Yeah, It didn't have a ton of intention behind it. Um, and then I think, man, this is a while ago, but when I started editing like the Lyme disease TikTok stuff, I had just, you know, I had been through a bunch of crazy experiences. My life had kind of been a roller coaster for the last, at this point, probably like five years. And I think I wanted to be able to share this story in an authentic way. Cause you know, I'd have people come up to me, just friends and stuff all the time being like, yo, can you tell me the story? Because the word would get around and they're like, this crazy thing happened to him. And what's funny is that that's like the the PG version on TikTok, but like a lot of really? crazy things happened in Germany. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was a crazy hospital. It was strange. Um, and so there's a lot of funny stories that, uh, might not be so appropriate, oh my but gosh. I mean, yeah, it was crazy. And so I was like, okay, everybody's asking me about this. Why don't I just narrate a minute thing? And when I started doing it, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's probably going to be in, yeah, I, I can't do it in a minute. So yeah. let me just do it in parts. And so I made a part one, uploaded it. And what was funny is that my dad was actually in Nashville at the time. He, you know, he, he's never really out there where I'm from Denver, Colorado, but he had flown out just for the weekend because he had a conference. And so we're hanging out. I remember we were playing tennis and this was kind of a big deal for me just because my health had been so bad. And so we're, we're on the tennis court and he, we had been watching the TikTok slowly blow up and, you know, it's slowly starting to get traction. And what's cool is that he downloaded TikTok probably six months before and he loves TikTok. <laughs> so if it was, if it was Instagram or something, I don't think it would, it would make sense to him as much as it made sense to me, but he loves TikTok. And so he totally understands the platform, understand, you know, he just gets it. And so we were watching it blow up and I remember it hit a million views and we were just losing it. I remember we were jumping up and down just cause it's crazy. Like yeah. I've never had anything like that happen before. And it was cool because so many like, you know, teenagers and just people living with Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses like reached out and it was like a really great way to connect with people. And, you know, it's a lonely thing. And so I think, I think a lot of people felt a lot less alone. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Did, I mean, that yeah, experience cool. kind of help you heal whatever emotions you were kind of going through during that time? Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is I actually made that video before I ended up being in the hospital for the early part of this year. I had to drop out of school actually last semester. So the thing is for the time it did, I, you know, I'm going to be dealing with this health stuff for probably my whole life. But I think at the time it really was, it, you know, it was a little bit of validation because it's a, it's an illness that nobody can really see. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that people definitely gave it a second look or was like, huh, maybe I'll look this up online. Like maybe I'll kind of 
see what this kid has. So it, I just think the recognition uh, was important for me and like a lot of other people that, you know, I see at these hospitals and, yeah. you know, that I'm friends with now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and the thing is, it's a big part of my life, but I try not to let it define me because, you know, we all got shit we were dealing with. And, uh, you know, I never want that to define my life and what I do. Um, cause like my mom actually was, I was sick my entire life. Like she was in bed a bunch as when I was a kid and like, you know, she was not like, I remember all the other moms like playing with their kids, biking around with them. And that was just never me and my mom. Cause she was always in bed. Like I'd come home and she was, uh, in, you know, in her room. And so she was undiagnosed my entire life until freshman year of high school. And Damn. so we find, she finally got diagnosed after seeing hundreds of doctors with Lyme disease. And so that was like, wow, that's crazy, but it's kind of a double-edged sword because there wasn't a lot you could do about it. And then mm -hmm. a year after, ironically, I got diagnosed as well. I got started getting super sick. I had no clue. I thought it was just a bad bug. Couldn't figure it out, you know, out for the count for like one month, two months, three months. And I'm like, oh shit, this is definitely something more than, you know, than just a bug. And so after probably like four months, I ended up getting tested. And I remember coming home to the laundry room and like my mom crying, like, cause you know, she had to tell me that she had the same, or I had the same thing that she had been dealing with my entire life. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and so in saying that, I'm just saying that, you know, it definitely took a toll on her and, you know, I mean, it's sad. Like my parents are divorced now. Um, and just like, she had been through so much that I think that as sad as it is, it's like, it's the, it's it's good for me to not be defined by those things. And it's really hard not to, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I guess that's TMI, but no, <laughs> yeah, not I think, at all. I mean, I think I... That especially in the space of, you know, Oh, you had this big video on TikTok about your disease. And then, you know, me trying to be a musician, it's definitely been an interesting switch and it's even fun. Cause I've brought some of the people that, you know, were a bit originally there for health stuff, really liking the music as well. Can I, I mean, I know that, uh, you probably have some questions for me, but I want to tell you about the idea that we're doing next week. Yeah, no, I, I thought you weren't going to be able to tell me. I would love to hear it. Oh yeah. Oh no. I mean, <laughs> it will be public knowledge next Monday. So don't laugh at me, but <laughs> we, it's so funny. So we're trying to think of because the videos that I posted, they did well, but it wasn't anything crazy, you know, viral or people using the sound or anything. And, you know, it's always fun to shoot for that. And so we were thinking, oh, what what could be really cool for a video concept? And I was, you know, because we're sitting in a group like me and some of my friends here. And I was like, oh, well, I think that if we because we've been doing it in different locations, what if we got a U-Haul? And I we rolled up to a random fan's house because we've had a lot of people reach out. Hey, come play it at my house. Come play it for me and my friends. We could roll up to a fan's house. I don't know where I'm going. The fans don't know what's going on. And then we open the back of the truck. I have all my setup and play for them. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a fun surprise thing. And they were like, and they were like, yeah, but it could be better. And I'm like, oh, what's better than that? It's so fun. And then my buddy was like, well, what if you camp in a tent for like, 20 days like you just camp and play the song every hour until the videos start blowing up but i'm like dude no and he's like no it's perfect it's perfect and i'm like i'm not gonna wake up every hour of the night and he was like but it's like a viral stunt like it could totally work and so we, we were like going back and forth all day like no this idea is better this idea is better and so we're like really not like arguing but like we were like oh we really believe in what we're saying and we came and we were like really going at it and then we just stopped and i said dude what if i camp in the u-haul <laughs> And so what we're doing, and we have a giant sign, like seven by 12. This thing is ginormous. It's going to be on both sides of the U-Haul. And it's going to say, living in this U-Haul. 
until Adam Sandler hears my song. We're going for Adam Sandler. <laughs> that is sorry. I know you told me not to laugh, but I think no, no, no. Laugh as much as you want. That I'm is hilarious. I love, I love it, and <laughs> I, I can smell the virality already. Yeah, and I mean, what's fun is that uh, my buddy here like grew up down the street. I mean, he doesn't know him, but like we we know that he lives like pretty close, and. You know, we want definitely want to just play for people as well. So, you know, we'll be everywhere around L.A. I'll be sleeping in this truck. It'll be pretty crazy. How but, long are you going out for? I mean, we'll see. We'll <laughs> I see. guess until Adam Sandler we'll responds. See. Yeah, Adam, we have a we have our, our <laughs> we're gonna hashtag play for Adam. I think that's so funny. Play for Adam. Wow. I <laughs> love that so much. Yeah. So, I mean, and you you're probably thinking, why Adam Sandler? Because we were thinking about the idea. And he's I was the like, homie. He, exactly. I mean, why not? <laughs> and the thing is, we we're thinking like maybe David Dobrik because we originally were like, oh, David Dobrik. But then we we're like, how much do we care about that? And how much do people even yeah. want to see that? Like, he, probably, he's, been, he's been canceled a few times. Adam yeah, Sandler, yeah, uncancelable. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I mean, the thing about like David Dobrik is that that's the lane of what he's doing. And then we're like, okay, well, like little Nas X started on the internet, and like yeah. it could be an homage to like we're trying to do the same thing. But then we're like, ah, oh, like. I just, I don't know how many people are going to root for that. And even us, because we want something that we cared about as well. And so that took like a week and a half, like tossing out names and deciding we wanted to do Cody Co, but we're like, oh, like it's more his fan base than ours that would really care. And then I, I, I was just thinking about like kids movies, like, oh, what movies did I love as a kid? And Adam Sandler came up and yeah, we, we were all does it on the floor. Like, this is amazing because he's such a great guy. And I think that the fact that it's totally outside the realm of music is fun too. So when you inevitably meet up and you are in the same room as Adam Sandler, what like what are you gonna say to him? I'm just gonna say, hey, thanks so much for listening to my song. Like, <laughs> and and what we're gonna do, I think we're gonna try to get a bunch of people to dress up like Adam Sandler. You know, he has the shorts going past his knees. Like, oh yeah, he kind of has know. the Billie Eilish look. Totally. So what <laughs> we're gonna do is because it, it, you know we're gonna be out here shooting so many videos. I mean, it's a crazy thing, but I think we want to do this thing where in the morning we'll post on TikTok, hey, we're going to be at this Walmart at seven tonight, like dress up like Adam Sandler and we're all going to just go crazy for the song. Like stuff like that, like goofy, goofy, but it's fun, you know? I love it and I, I wish I was in the LA area so that I could, I could take part. I would oh whip gosh. out my dad's like that, gym yeah. shorts. Oh, that's so fun. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, it sounds like the most random thing ever, but that's what we're doing. So. I love the vision. I appreciate. It seems like you just got a bunch of ideas and you execute them. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what we have to lose. So I'm super excited. Wow. Great quote. Uh, you know, Adam Sandler's not the only kind of celeb in your life right now. I saw that Mike Posner reached out to you about Real. Yeah. What was yeah. that about? Uh, I mean, he had heard the song and seen some of the TikToks. Um, and we had a couple mutual people that like connected us. Um, and yeah, I went over to his place and it was just, I mean, he's such a legend and he's such an inspiring person as well. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it was, I was geeking out the whole time because, you know, I, I'd, I'd seen his podcast of him talk about his life for me to be like, oh, like I was climbing Everest. Like, it was just cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, he has a, an amazing story as well. Yeah. So are we going to get like a Jason, Mike Posner collab ever? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh, but that's interesting because speaking of like collabs and, and the future, what's next? Because I feel like you're generating a lot of hype right now, but 
also you only got two tracks out on streaming. Are we yeah. are we working on it's some about, new stuff? It's about to be one track because I'm taking the other one down. No way. Honestly, let's yeah. talk about that because I actually think that's sure. a really a really smart idea. Why are you, why are you doing you. that? Um, there's a couple reasons for it. So if you would have checked my Spotify a month ago, I had six tracks up, okay. and I had been putting them out since my junior year of high school. Um, and so the thing is, I you know some people put out tracks every couple weeks, every month, blah, blah, blah. Me, uh, I really, when, when I'm invested in a song, I really care about it. And I really care about the sounds of it as well, like sonically as well. I care about the lyrics and I care about the sonics. And so for me, it's like I have something that grows over probably six months mm-hmm. and then I'll put it out. Um, so the thing is, now that some time's gone by, um, I probably have three or four songs right now that I really care about and that are done. Um, so yeah, definitely these other songs are going to come out over the next couple months, but you know, there's, there's just been a lot of stuff happening here. So finding exactly like the right home for those songs and, you know, cause I love being independent as well, but yeah, you just have to weigh your options and just kind of see how it goes. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to be just real on my Spotify for a bit. And if you saw the album cover, it's a pin. Um, yeah. and I don't know if you checked it out and the thing is I actually haven't, like publicly made an explanation yet but the cool thing is that when i was growing up i had this backpack that had like a bunch of patches and pins on it um well in middle school it was just patches and i had sewn like all my favorite bands into this backpack who were the bands walking around uh like it was like like led zeppelin boston journey um dang you were like you're a cool kid. Yeah. Oh, I was I was raised up. I was raised <laughs> up on 80s. I remember in the third grade, we were in music class when that was still a thing. Um, I don't know if it's still a thing in, in public schools anymore. <laughs> Honestly, but, probably not. No funding. Yeah, it's sad. But we were sitting in music class and we were listening to, I, I don't know what the activity was, but uh, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas came on. And I you know, everybody's singing, dancing to it. And I was like, I have no clue what these words are. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's, a I got a feeling. Night. <laughs> and so I came. Yeah, exactly. And so I came. I came, or my mom picked me up from school, and I'm just bawling, and 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 I'm not talking. And she says, "Chase, are you okay?" And I was just silent. And she was like, "Chase, like, talk to me. Are you okay?" And I was like, "You never play the radio. <laughs> we don't, we only listen to your cassette tapes." Which I am so happy that I was raised on that because I feel like that's such a huge part of me. Like those pop melodies, like ABBA meets like the craziness of like journey or boston like that's totally my vibe yeah of but it's funny because i because i just was so brainwashed um which i'm so happy i was by you know like cassette tapes and actual you know like 70s and 80s which is awesome um yeah but back to the pins so you know i was in middle school i had this backpack full of patches and as i grew up into high school i started really liking pins you can see i have a pin on my hat right here oh, um this is actually the Bush Beans dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I really like pins. And I had always thought to myself, dang, like one day I would love a pin of my own or a patch of my own, you know, of my own artist project. Yeah. And so when all this stuff started taking off on TikTok, I, I thought to myself, I always knew I wanted to have something super cohesive. Like everything would live in its own universe for my stuff. Um, and so I started sketching out like these little pins and I was like, I would love for each song to have their own unique pin. And in my mind, real was, you know, it's, it's kind of 
romantic-y like you know oh love at first sight kind of vibes and i was like i would love i totally imagine like a dance floor like a disco ball kind of 60s retro and so we started running with it and we put out on instagram hey is there any 3d artists that would be passionate about this and this guy named prob from san francisco reached out and he is so talented it was such a pleasure working with this guy um and so you know revision after revision we finally got the pin to look like you know the pin we wanted and what was cool is we placed that pin like it had fallen out of a car which that's a whole other thing but it, it it's on the pch which is the highway that runs along the ocean here so this is, is a real pin correct it's not like a digital this mock-up is of a pin 3d no oh. this is full 3d wow so the okay. actual the album cover is a render um, oh yeah and that's crazy is because the pins actually sitting along the ocean side in california on the pch and that's where you know i met these guys for the first time that i'm putting you know them working with here and like it was really special to me and so it's on the ocean in california and it's this pin and so what's cool is that every song is going to have its own unique pin and then it's placed in a location that means a lot to the song so for example the next song that's coming out is called i don't want to be alone and it is written at a party where I was, you know, I was all bummed out that this girl uh, wasn't into me that I thought she was. And so I was sad, drunk, and I'm sitting in this <laughs> empty pool. And I'm just like staring up at the stars in this empty pool. And that's what the song is about. It's very literal. Like it's, it talks about the situation. It's pretty funny. Um, and my idea for the pin for that is it's going to be like the pin in the empty pool. So you'll start to see all these different landscapes throughout the covers. And then, you know, when the EP comes out, it will be all very cohesive. And, you know, the music video has also introduced these pins as well. So you'll figure out why they're in these locations. But it's it's just fun. But I, I think that's uh, a genius idea. I mean, just thank you. in terms of getting people invested, one, you're really like being your authentic self with your work. But also you're creating so much more than just your music for your fans to really dig like that. You're really creating like a world for your fans to exist in, which is huge for actually like retaining your fans going forward. Mm. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And then who knows? It'll translate to some merch. Yeah. <laughs> make some you know, cash. soft enamel pins are not the cheapest things to make, but yeah. I think if we do it in bulk, once we have people caring about it, I would, I would be happy to do that. And yeah, I'm so excited to put shows. them on my backpack. Right? I know. Well, your yeah. dreams are your dreams are coming true in, in more ways I than one. I know. It's crazy. Oh, so fun. <laughs> you mentioned you like being an indie artist, but I saw sure. that you had a meeting in Sony. Yes. <laughs> What's that about? I've definitely been meeting with some people here. Just kind of. I mean, yeah, you're in LA. You have yeah. to. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, it's been really cool. Some of the people that I've reached out and I've met with, um, you know, still in the process of building my team and figuring out uh, what the best move for me is. Yeah. Uh, but in short, you know, I would love a partner that makes sense. But I think right now, like, I'm really happy with, you know, what I'm doing. And I think especially after this box truck thing, if it goes well, I think that that would put us in a good position. So I'm excited. That's so sick. I Yeah, I mean, I really think that the future is bright for you and you're so invested in this project. You've kind of alluded to what is next, but can you tell me like what you know for certain is coming up for you? You know, these songs are going to be coming out over the next couple months. And oh, hopefully from this interview, you've, you know, heard how much like how personal they are to me and how 100%. Much that I just am, you know, just so excited about them. So I'd hope that, you know, the fans and just anybody listening would feel that same type of excitement. Um, and I feel like uh, the space that I'm in, you know, I make like pop electronic music. And I think that for a very long time, it's it's been pretty inauthentic. And 
I, I'm not saying like, I think that a, a good, like, let's say a good dance song is a good dance song. I used to be a DJ for a very long time. And like, I love EDM music, but I always had a hard time connecting with the DJ if I wasn't a super fan of them. Mm. Like if you go see Martin Garrix or Vici, there, there's something special there, but it's really hard to connect with somebody you've seen for the first time um, because, you know, they're not singing, they're, they're up there and it feels so different. Yeah. But if you see, if you went to a coffee shop and saw a singer songwriter singing their heart out, you immediately have that connection with them. Um, but the thing about that is my personality and the music I like is very larger than life. You know, it, it's big. Um, and so I really wanted to bring the connectability of this, of just, you know, the live band world, something that you can see, you can feel, you can interact with while also having like the synth driven bass larger than life side of EDM. So that's really what this project is. Um, and so that's what you should expect to see in the future. And so even live show wise, like we have some really cool stuff coming up, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about yeah. that as well. Like, what what does your live set look like? It looks like you've played some pretty large shows. A couple, couple. <laughs> um, it's definitely like I'm definitely. Uh, I mean, all this stuff just happened in the last couple months, which has been really cool. But you know, the thing is, I've been playing on stages since I was six years old. Yeah, um, and you know, I played in countless Green Day cover bands, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll, I just, you know, I've, that's been my dream my whole life. Um, and so, yeah, definitely hoping to be able to play some stuff. I mean, there's definitely some cool, cool stuff uh, in the works right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be posting about that uh, when I'm at those locations. But um, the live set as of right now is I have a piano, guitar stand and saxophone stand. So like it sits behind me, there's a guitar and a saxophone on it. Then I have a DJ controller in the middle of the stage. And then I have a modified drum kit. Damn. So it's, it's all the instruments. It's super, I mean, it's super entertaining. It's fun. It's interactive. Um, and so, you know, it's cool that I can go from a crazy intro that has, you know, this kind of crazy EDM drop to me with guitar and singing and it's still exciting, but I feel like it's a good, you know, it has a, it, I've always wanted to see an artist be able to do something very large yeah. while also being intimate. Like you can have both of those moments in a show. And so that's definitely something I'm striving towards. So if you, you know, if you, if I'm ever in Boston, man, I'd love, love to have you out. I know. Definitely. Well, that kind of reminds me when I first heard your song and like, I, I, I was trying to figure out how to word this, but this was my exact thought. Cause I had seen it on TikTok, and I was actually really stoked for it to come out. And then oh. I like pre-saved it and I couldn't listen to it cause I was in a, a national park. So I didn't have service, but I saw oh, that it was okay. out. So I eventually heard it yeah. and I was like in a great headspace to listen to music. And I listened to it and I was like, this is so different than I was expecting, but mm. I would have, I could have never envisioned that it would sound like this. And it's, it's great. I felt like you made so many decisions <laughs> and they were all correct. If that makes sense. Oh, like, that's you. what I heard thank when you. I listened to it. Like thank it really you. is a unique track. And I, I would, I hope that you kind of continue that. You really just hit the nail on the head with what you're, yeah, well, you're thank you so it. much. Um, when, uh, if, if you're cool with this, what, what, were you expecting and then what, what was I literally thought it was going to be like vocoder throughout i only heard oh. your i only heard that part multiple times on my tiktok but yeah, i really thought it was going to be like a full vocoder track so then when i heard sure. it i was like this is actually better for me because if it was a, like <laughs> a full vocoder like edm track you know it, it's kind of limits when i want to listen to it but i feel uh -huh. like this pop edm thing that you got going i can listen to it kind of throughout it's literally at like number one on my on repeat right now no, oh, no cap. Well, dude, thank you that means a lot um and and i mean that's really the style that i love too because 
I love, you know, some EDM stuff, but for me, it's like, I need to have a vocal I care about. I need to have a story I care about. And what's cool about that track is, you know, uh, so my buddy from Nashville is actually singing on the track. Um, mm-hmm. He's featured on it. And uh, I had written the the drop part in the chorus. And I produced this thing out and we're just sitting there kind of laughing, having a good time writing this thing. And he wasn't a huge fan of his falsetto. And that's like when, you know, he goes uh, high with his voice and he just started singing falsetto. I said, dude, that is how we are starting the song. He's like, no, nah, man, no. Nah. Like I was just kidding. And I was like, no, we are going to write a falsetto verse because you sound just like Bonnie Vare. Like this is good. And what's cool is that he did it. And then for me, it's just so ethereal and it, yeah, it's just cool. I'm I'm a fan of it. And so I really appreciate that you mentioned that because I like feel the same way. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it, it, I do try to hit that note in the car as well. Um, you know, granted, <laughs> it's probably nowhere near as good as him. But. <laughs>